The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Welcome back to the break, guys. Uh, Derek is not here today, so it's me hosting. We got Dave, we got Nick, and we got a good show coming our way. So how are you guys feeling? What an intro. Just get right to the point. None of that fluff and the weird numbers and stuff. I I'll let Derek catch up on the numbers I love tomorrow. It. That's all right. Man. 83, Terrence Williams, Sweet Feet. I needed to get to 83, though, today. Why? 83. Well, probably my best friend that has ever played for the team. Like, like of all the guys that I've covered, I'm not really friends with anyone except sure. for one guy. Maybe a couple, but um, James Whalen. That's my guy. Okay. He's worn, he's worn like six different numbers in, in his career. He kind of bounced around a little bit, but he wore 83. And I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of running out of numbers here. I think he wore 81, 82, 35, 46, but he wore 83. I actually talked to him yesterday a little bit. So James Whalen, that's my guy, 83. A lot of good ones, though. Doug Donnelly, you ever heard of him? No. no. I, I, I hate this because like it just exposes me as a young person. Terry just, Glenn? I was, was going to say. I feel. If it exposes you, yeah, imagine for real. I was going to say RIP Terry Glenn. Yeah. I, knew, I did know he wore 83. He was a good player. He, he was a really good player. I mean, he, he Bill Parcells brought him in and, and had a, you know had a plan for him. And he, he was. He was a good player for the, for the Cowboys for a while. There's a few, like, you know how when you're a kid, like, you watch football, but you're, it's we like, you're not fully cognizant of what's happening, so maybe there's just a few names that keep coming back to you. And yeah. Terry Glenn was one of those for me. Just like, I just remember they would always call, this This was more during his Patriot years yeah. than his Cowboy years. Another one. Um, she. What's that? She. When, <laughs> when she, remember, put, Bill Parcells called him she. Oh no, I don't remember that. I'm yeah, sorry. at See, the Patriots. I'm, I'm young. Yeah, I'm young. He said. He said. Uh, yeah. Well, I think she's going to be okay. And so, Oof. Amani Toomer was another one of those for me, where it just like you know, it just felt like he was always making plays for the Giants when I was a kid. Um, In the break, I'm going to tell you. You know, you always get on to me about stories that I've told. You know, and Dave's like, I heard this one. Heard this one. I'm not as bad as Brian. You've heard me say that before. <laughs> I, no, about me. No, oh. about me. But I was saying, I don't think. Have you heard the Armani uh, Armani Tumor story with Bill Parcells? I don't remember. Right. That, I'm. I do. It's annoying because I'll be like, I don't think I've heard that and one. And then you get like five words into the story, and I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I have. But I'll tell you during the break. Anyways, what's sorry? Right. What we got going on? It's new so with you, AG. The number <laughs> eighty-three. All right. There people you go. seem people seem to respond to it. So. Wayne McGarity. Good go. one. All right. Well, I have. Tons of different questions for today's shows that fans just sent in for today. But before we get to those, wanted to talk about the games that are happening tonight. We got Washington against the Eagles and then the Seahawks against the Rams. Um, what different outcomes okay. here could affect, in what way could affect the Cowboys? Well, the big one's obviously the division game, which yeah. theoretically, theoretically, the Cowboys could clinch the NFC East tonight if Washington and Philly play to a tie. Which and I get fifty dollars. I was going to say it might actually happen now because my smart ass Nick was like, "Hey, do you think who's going to write the story?" He's like, "Maybe you could get something together in case they somehow win the division." And I was just like, "That's not happening. I'm not spending twenty minutes of my day <laughs> writing that for for a tie." So now it probably will happen. So we'll see. Well, if it gets into overtime, get your computer out. Fair. That's fair. If it gets going to take, overtime, it takes what ten, you know, ten minutes, and it'll take probably thirty. Yeah. yeah. No, that's if if it's even if it's tied like late in the fourth, I'll get to work. How about that? Okay. Um, that's that's the only way. There's been some other talk that maybe the Cowboys would get in if Philly won, but. I don't think so. I think I think they needed a few things to happen over the weekend, and it did not happen. They, that's nobody agrees on this stuff. Like I had a lot of people tell me the, the whole segment we did about those games. A lot of people were like, "This is wrong, Dave." ESPN said this, and blah blah. blah. I'm like, Derek got that information straight from the, from league. the league. So yeah. I don't think there's any other way they can clinch tonight other than a tie. Obviously, 
they're one win away from clinching no matter what happens, yeah. right? So They just keep winning. It's almost kind of a move. The point. winner of this game will be three games behind the Cowboys with three to play and still play the Cowboys. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if, you know, which which one which one wins. Dallas's magic number is one cuz nobody else in the NFC right. East can get to 11 wins. So let's 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 discuss this though. What do you think the the Cowboys have a better chance of beating Washington? If they win the game and they're still kind of in it, or if they lose and they're kind of out. Hmm. Because I think Washington's the type of team that might even be more dangerous if they're just playing. If they're just kind of out there playing, because that's what they were when they were 2-6. and six. You think you don't think they handled the pressure well? And then when they yeah. got to 6-6, and six, then they got kind of... We've seen it happen. I don't stomps. remember if it was with Washington, but some other team, I remember that they were out, and then you go to the game and they're actually <laughs> playing a lot better than they were and like competing. Yeah. You know, so it's not always like they they still go out there and compete. Yeah. I think it for me, I mean and I get it, nobody cares. The Cowboys had to do this as well, but like Washington's I can't even keep track of who's available for them. Like so they know. they moved the game because of the number of guys that were out. Mm-hmm. And now in the time since they decided to move it, like Brandon Scherf all pro guard one of their best players like he tests positive for covid so he can't play on tuesday now would have been able to play sunday (laughs) it's just it's a mess so like honestly my whole theory for this game is like talk to me friday when i've had a few days to digest who's even available for washington it's like i don't know do do we know who's playing quarterback for them tonight it might be garrett gilbert right it it, it could be i think that they're they're still testing and and again we don't there's people that are listening that that are probably no and then they'll be listening later on when they get announced but i mean as it stands right now heineke no well okay this was an hour ago so this is tuesday more afternoon for anybody listening to this later but so get signs point toward Garrett Gilbert starting for them against Philly. So, and COVID protocols like we've seen guys come back quickly. Cedric Wilson did it for Dallas last week, but it's typically been like eight to ten days for people. Yeah. So we don't know right now if Heineke or um, who's the other guy? Allen. Um, yeah, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, uh, which will be available Sunday either. You know, Garrett Gilbert. I mean, obviously we've seen him at training camp. The one thing that I, I liked about him. I mean, we all saw what he did against Pittsburgh. Was that I mean, he he was only here for like a couple of weeks, and he played he played well. He was ready. He's one of those those journeyman quarterbacks are going to stay ready. Uh, he's got a good uh, deep ball. Um, you have to get after him though. I mean, you kind of you you if you get after him, he's he's not he's not that nimble. But I mean, he did. I think he did run the ball pretty well in that game, if yeah. I remember. So. He he! It was one of those things where you're like, okay, I didn't yeah. know you had that in you. My expectations were were like Danucci level, you know, because oh. he was down there. <laughs> My expectations for that game, I was just like, is Dallas gonna score points? Are they gonna put together a competent drive? And and he played really well. They should have the won. They should. I'm I'm not gonna go that far, but they had a chance to win. Well, well he, he threw a, he to... threw a pick in the end zone. I mean, I that would have well, put him up ten, and then. Oh, 54 got a got a couple penalties that that cost them the game, or nine, or 45, or whatever. He ran, yeah, he ran for 28 yards in that game. Can we talk about the victory formation. Oh God, yeah. I again, the what's th- going on there? The things that you miss at when you're at the game because, like, you made it out onto the field. Yeah, you have that access. This six foot five guy with a Jersey accent, like bowed me off he was like you can't be out here so like i'm in the tunnel trying to watch on the on the jumbotron i did not see that jalen smith did he the did. landry shift with the offensive line yeah. for the final snap of that game and then just, sort of i like was just gonna ask when you pumped. said yeah. 54 all 54 yeah. and i'm like wait a minute i completely Randy forgot why? <laughs> okay so in case people are kind of confused You've seen at the end of the game when the Cowboys win, they do the Landry shift just when they're kneeling the ball down. They'll do it once or twice, however many times they have to kneel it. Well, I think it was the last time they did it with about 30 seconds to go. The offensive line, the two running backs did it. But on the other side, Jalen Smith, number 45, not only does the shift as well, but then kind of fist pumps. And he looked, all, he looked he, pretty he, pumped. He was like like rocking out, like, yes. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the Giants are like, welcome, welcome to Jalen Smith. I mean, that's what that is. And and then after the game, it was really cool. A lot of the players, I mean, they they, they love him. And yeah. I thought 
the best part was I got to see that one of the, the team doctors, Dr. Cooper, who did the surgery with Jalen before he was even a Cowboy. So that's what kind of tipped off the Cowboys that, you know, he's going to be able to come back from this, whatever. And they, they kind of shared a moment there on the field. It was really cool. He was like, I appreciate everything you did for me. I would not be standing here if it wasn't for you. Dr. Cooper, you know, was you know, they kind of had a hug and everything. It was great. But their their guy, their cable, whoever their the guy that runs the Giants, at the end was like, Jalen, let's go off the field. Let's go. He was the last guy, and then he didn't know where the locker room was. <laughs> that's actually that's a good something that I've thought about before for anybody that was curious. So Cable Johnson is like the Cowboys head of security. Uh, and I only bring that up because if you've ever watched the Cowboys after a game, he's the big bearded guy that is always walking players off the field. So if you've ever wanted to know who that was, because I saw like when Dak jogs off or he's everywhere, he's everywhere. Like he's always with those guys, keeping an eye on them, making sure they're good. And yeah. so, I mean, every team has that guy. So just saying, I think Jalen in one game or not even a week, he's probably annoyed some of their fans and, and team teammates. I, I mean, welcome to the Jalen Smith experience. <laughs> Again, like he is well liked here. He's a good dude. Don't have anything bad to say about him as a person. And that's totally understandable and fine if he's happy for his teammates. Just maybe don't do it in the last couple snaps of a blowout loss to a team that you just joined three days ago. Like you're not gonna win yourself a lot of fans. I was I was in the but in the knowing elevator. knowing the situation has we said it when he got cut like that's what enabled him to come back from an injury that everybody said would end his career and it's also why he regularly there it is winds up in the news for I was looking I was death. on the elevator headed down to the game I mean headed down to the field at the end and listening to the in the elevator you can hear the Giants broadcast and their announcers were talking about Jalen and they said what this guy needs is some real coaching because he he hasn't really had that before and I was like interesting um you know just when you think about Eberflus and Marinelli and then Dan Quinn I'm like okay yeah um and, uh, George Edwards yeah I'm just like I was defense. just like oh cool and he goes because the thing about him is you got to put him in the right spot because there's one thing I know about Jalen Smith this guy can flat out run and I was like <coughs> sorry I was like I'm sorry I thought you said run like I mean okay you're just like yeah, I mean, that's why people keep getting signed, because you look at him and you're like, this guy can play, right? It's amazing. And we do it, too. I mean, I try my best to keep my tabs on every team in the league. I, like, I pride myself on having a functioning knowledge of every team. But it pales in comparison to when you're just watching yeah. every single thing that a team does. And, so, I mean, if the Cowboys signed – I'm sure we've done that before. Like, I'm trying to think of, like – Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, this guy was a top 50 pick last in 2015. Year, every free agent last year. Yeah. Ha-ha Clinton Dix ha. is a great example. Yeah. God. Great example. Ha-ha. <laughs> and so they well, and they the, get to go Don through. Terry Poe. They get to go through that Don process Terry for themselves. There are tons of players. And, and we've talked about this before, how you always think that your coach is going to be the one who can coach this guy. Uh -huh. And I feel, I mean, we've experienced it. We know we're like, okay, <laughs> go take him. We're done with this person. And then the other coaching from whatever team yeah. can be like, well, I, I can I can do it. I can turn things around for him. Which I think that Dan Quinn did try with him. Clearly, he did try. Well, and then, well, think about if you're at Detroit or Minnesota, and they're like the Cowboys have signed Jaron Kerr. So, like, good luck, good luck with that. Special yep. teams. And then, it, I mean, the Pro Bowl gets announced tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to make it at safety. I kind of lean towards no. I lean toward no. Just and that's not his fault. That's it's a popularity contest. But but that being said, who are the safeties in the NFC? Not to tell me that guy from the Vikings, Adrian Amos, Harrison Smith, um, Xavier Woods. I don't think so. No. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Find out tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. So in the hurt. meantime, let's go ahead and take our break because I do have a lot of questions that people sent in that I want to get to. So we'll do that right after this break. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd, 2022 for a limited time. Get four tickets for the price of three. Save up to 25% when you see. Use this code CHEER. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. You all right, Time for the third break? (laughs) All right, welcome back to the break. Um... Okay, here's a question that I just saw. I just saw just now, so I don't. I didn't get time to look into it and get much information. But this guy says that after struggling in the first half in 2014, the playoffs where McCarthy played, he um, McCarthy put a wide receiver in the backfield in the second half to get mismatches, and it worked. Should the Cowboys do the same to allow a receiver free release and more options? That would have been Ty Montgomery, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, we talked about this last week. Like, I I love the idea of getting C.D. Lamb involved in the run game just to mix it up and help the fact that your guys aren't healthy. But I know I don't want C.D. Lamb like carrying the ball out of the backfield on a regular basis, opening him up to get hit somewhere between ten and twenty times a game. He's also tackles. I think he's also talking about in there lining him up back there to get him an opportunity to get a free release and still run the ball some, but also be in the pass coverage, but just not have to do it from the line of scrimmage. I just don't think he's the guy for that. I don't, I don't think he, I think you're wasting him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, do do we need to scheme up ways to get CD a free release? Like he plays in the slot predominantly since Gallup's back and He's open. He's got to catch. It's not like he can. Yeah, he. It's not like he's struggling to get open. He dropped the ball three times. I love it. I love it when a player lets me off the hook because I don't yeah. want to bash guys. CD said it himself. He played terrible. terrible. So I don't have to be the jerk that says it. He knows it. He played a bad game. Well, I did receive lots of questions about the whole wide receiver groups. Not so, not only dropping passes, but also making plays in like contested catches where it's just mm-hmm. kind of hard to uh, catch the ball. Also, what's happening with Amari Cooper? He's disappearing and things like that. So road. when you when you get the road games again, oh, let's not. <laughs> nah. Well, I mean, nah, he hasn't except, been doing that though. That hasn't been a thing in like a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, he his best game of the year this season was uh, was on the road. Vikings. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is a dome. I get. He kind of he kind of took a while to get going. I mean, and that, a lot of that was Cooper Rush, but I'm just saying. It was that one drive at the end, and then he he balled out, made some great plays. This yeah. is this is it's a classic case of like it's always it's it's always the thing that they're not doing. Like when everything's humming and and the receivers are all balling out and everybody's kind of getting involved, it's like man, we're so 
we're so blessed to have three receivers that aren't like demanding the ball and these guys are always they're whatever michael gallup doesn't need to get this that and the other and then you see amari gets targeted five times finishes with two catches for eight yards and you're like what the hell are we doing i mean you gotta you i mean you gotta find a way to get a guy that talented involved even if the opponent is doing everything they can to limit him which i bet you kellen moore would say something along the lines of like yeah why do you think i'm calling receiver screens like it is an obvious way like you you can't take that away like if that's what you decide to run he'll be open for it and to be that's it's kind of amusing to me a lot of these screens haven't worked and sometimes it's frustrating but like cd took a screen 40 yards in new orleans and set up one of their only touchdowns that night amari got a screen i think it went for three yards if he slips one more tackle maybe it goes a lot further that's a tr- that's tricky territory for me because I like that idea of like okay if you're gonna bracket this guy I'm gonna come up with a way to get him the ball it just hasn't been working and it is it is frustrating. There's so many plays to throw off of that though that they they don't seem to do like I mean I'm I'm fine with the bubble screens but you know faking it like the guy the guy that's in front that's about to block like why don't you fake the bubble screen and he blo- he blocks for a half second and then takes off I mean that's gonna be there they did that in week one. That was how yes. CD got his first touchdown. That's right. And, and they, they set it up the play before that. I don't think we've seen it since. Yeah? I mean, I understand saving it, Kellen, but let's go. Well, then that poses a question that uh, when you start looking into play calling versus player execution, how much do you put into the two? I mean, do you think there's one that's lacking more than the other? I do think – I mean – execution is a huge part of it like the offensive line hasn't played well Connor Williams goes in the running game seems to have a little bit more juice than it did again it sounds maybe people think it sounds crazy but like if CD catches those three balls I said that yesterday that's anywhere from like 40 to 60 yards of extra offense and God knows what happens I mean one of CD's catches is a perfect example of that it was like a little crosser or an in and he caught it and he danced and made like three guys miss and turned like an eight yard catch into an 18 or 20 yard gain. Like that stuff matters. So execution is a big part of it. But having said that, I just feel like Kellen is he's frustrated right now. Like he yeah. doesn't trust the stuff that he trusted. Or I always use baseball analogies like people have figured out where his curve goes. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't come up with something to work off of that. I asked him about that yesterday. I was like, "Okay, well, you're seeing, you're seeing all this too high." And I mean, is there anything you can do to break out of that? Like, I know that sounds like a dumb question, but what do you do? And he just, I don't know. He had this kind of tone of exasperation where he was like, "Teams are testing our patience right now, and we just have to find a way to work through that." And they haven't done as good of a job of it as you. You know what I feel about uh, like how Dak feels right now. I think Dak's the the same way. Yes, and and I don't. I I think I said that yesterday too. Is I don't think he's been that good at it. Like I think Dak gets frustrated to a point, and he's like, "Screw this!" Like mm-hmm. the fumble, the fumble was that. The fumble was screw this. We're making a big play, and and it didn't. You work. know, that was such a terrible play because it's like with eight minutes to go, and you're up by fifteen, and and you want to get a first down. That's fine, but like he he's getting sacked. You know, like he he's like he doesn't think he's like. Well, what do you mean? Like CD didn't, CD didn't block the edge. You know, <laughs> CD is supposed to block the end, and then he doesn't. Shockingly, and he like goes to the right, and he's about to throw, and he gets hit. It's like you just assume that your lanky wide receiver, who's lighting the ass anyways, is going to block the edge on defensive end. Like, there's got to be a better play than that. I think CD is a willing blocker for right. who he is, but he's it's not going up against. He can't weigh. He weighs like 190 pounds. Like, like yeah. just maybe don't. I mean, use OC Humanor is on the other side. I mean, I don't know who the, who got him there. Wasn't OC? Was it OC? OC's in their ring of honor, Nick. Oh, well. <laughs> Kiwanuka? I don't know who's but, rushing the pass. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but Lorenzo Carter is pretty good. <laughs> if He's I in had the ring guess. of honor, yeah, 72. Humanor. He was he was up there on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, if I were them, okay. anybody that was part of a pass rush that won me two Super Bowls is automatically in the nah, you, Yeah, you're in. Uh, so I was thinking about this. Looking at looking at CD's numbers, going back to a Pro Bowl. So you would think he, there, there's always guys that have numbers, and it, he, especially because they don't share. It was Lorenzo Carter. Lorenzo he's, a pretty Carter. Good, he's a pretty good yeah. player. So Devontae Adams in. 
Easy. Done. NFC. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Done. Got Easy. enough stats for that, right? He's, he's. I think he's like leading the league. Okay. Or he's close. Well, the guy that's leading the league is Cooper Cup, and he's definitely. Yeah, yeah that's three. So, after that, I mean, I was like looking at the NFC East: Washington Giants, Eagles. No, nobody. Arizona has Hopkins. He's not doing anything this year to he's do hurt. that. He's hurt. Right. He's been. I mean, he had to have enough stats for it. So, then you got Seattle, Metcalf. Lockett would be my Lockett. guess. I have him Lockett's on my fantasy team. I don't, he's I don't 11th, call him. He's 11th in the league in yards, and he's got but five Carolina. That guy's putting up hollow numbers, probably. DJ, he, they have no quarterback. He hasn't been doing much. I got it right here. I mean, Justin Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae, Lock, done. Does get interesting. Chris Godwin is now out for the oh. year. Um, Debo, De- Debo Samuel's going to be in Damn. for sure. He's a running back oh. and a receiver. Out about him. Uh, then you got Lockett. Yeah, I mean, and then CD's up there. CD, I mean, CD's going to hit a thousand yards, but there's a bunch of guys in front of him. This, there's a chance for him to make the Pro Bowl. There's a chance, but his I, name is CD Lamb. It would be, it would be as like an alternate. I feel like you though, think? Yeah, um, possible. But yeah, I mean, this. Not that anybody cares about this at the end of the day because there are loftier goals, but this little slump is probably going to cost some guys in terms of that. Like, Dak. I would have guessed Amari and Lamb were definitely in the Pro Bowl. And Zeke. I thought Zeke, I mean, Zeke was leading the NFC, and he's still up there. I think Zeke still might because you said because his name is Zeke Elliott, and, and he's also still having a pretty nice season. I mean, 862 yards and nine touchdowns. The only guys in the NFC that are definitively better – are are um, Dalvin Cook? That's honestly it. Wow! All of the really badass running backs in the league this year are in the AFC. Well, Connor's got worth. like for the Arizona. Connor's got like twelve touchdowns, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a lot of touchdowns. James Connor, uh, Leonard Fournette, Zeke. Those are those are probably the guys. But yeah, I think Zeke will make it. I do. I think this costs Dak and the receivers. What about Tyron? Oh my God. Probably just in terms of availability, I would guess it's not. Four. But but the thing is with offensive linemen is like once you make it to like two, then it's just and when he plays, he's he's I think he's he's graded the second best left tackle in all of football. Bakhtiari and Teron Armstead have been out just as often as he has this year, the if not more. Forty Niners is good. Trent Williams, yeah, I mean he'll make it. I'm trying to think of so we got Parsons, Diggs, and Zach Martin. We're locking that in. Locking those in for sure. Um, There's no way. I'd, I'd lock Zeke, too. That's, that's he's, a close one. He's Zeke Elliott. He plays for the Cowboys, and he's having a nice And his season. stats are good enough yeah. to get in. Yeah, I think he'll be there. Well, speaking of Zeke, since and anger. he's an, a, a guy that last year, when we saw the mistakes that he was making last year, you know, the balls dropping and all that, and then you got to see Tony Pollard, what he could do, uh, and then that got the conversation going as to, okay, well, to, uh, Tony should get more uh, plays in there and all that. Is Zeke kind of starting to trend downwards and all that? Now that you guys have seen another year out of him, and he has been dealing with an injury since, like, week four of the season, but are we at the point where Zeke is starting to curve down and, like, I actually think he's starting Other to curve way. back up. Yeah, like he's been in a valley for a minute, but and and he's not right. Like he's not all the way right. You can see it. He had, like last but week. Not looking at this season, though. But looking at his career overall. Oh, right? are you yes. talking about the contract? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. His career. Because obviously, last game we saw yes. a much improvement, but overall, as a player, if you, you find me a running back, honestly. Find me a running back who in his sixth or seventh year, sixth year, in his sixth year, is actually trending up. I'm going to say, hi, Barry Sanders. Hi, Derrick Henry. Good good to see you. Well, actually, he got hurt, so maybe not. I mean, it's so rare. It's just, it's, I mean, the average average span of. How many years do you usually get? About three and a half. I mean, I'm more and more confident than I've ever been that. They'll wind up regretting that deal at some point. I mean, it is what it is. Especially but, since they've rearranged the money a couple times. But but for for, for this year though, I, I agree with Dave. I mean, Zeke said this is the best I've felt after a game in a while. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he, he's he's figuring out that brace. That brace is bulky. It's a yeah. bulky brace. That's. But he's but he he says he's it's comfortable with it. It's easy, like you know, there's you're not supposed to pay running backs. It's certainly it's hard to argue against it right now with. Just things are piling up for Zeke. 
Derrick Henry's now hurt. Christian McCaffrey feels like he's played five games since he signed that deal. Yeah, it's hard to argue in favor of that, but I just, I still like. And I know at the end of the day, it's it's what you produce. But like, I I have so much respect for Zeke. Last year, it was the fact that he was kind of the last man standing on a terrible, like on a mm-hmm. decimated team. He just he had to face the music every week, and he did. This year, he's hurt. He's gotten through it. He's still playing okay. Definitely not up to his standard, but playing okay. I just I think the guy's a warrior. Well, so I did too. And and I also I mean think about where he was five years ago and. You know, we, he was getting just as many headlines for off the field things than on the field. I mean, he he's matured. There's no doubt he's done that. He's been humbled a little bit here, but I still like great. Like it's amazing because we've seen it with players that get some such a spotlight, and the way he's managed yeah. everything since he got here. I just wanted to say mature and not great because as soon as you say that is when something happens. <laughs> something but, else happens. No, I mean the word. I mean, his dog's the only thing that's really that we're yeah. hearing in the media, and that's been a while. So yeah, yeah it's I, I like I said. I mean, like I said, he's he's not living up to a contract of that size, but yeah. I just respect the way he goes about it. Don't also for the Pro Bowl. Don't rule out Tony Pollard. <laughs> you really to- like this Pro Bowl thing? Fans do. Fans like it too. Do they? Yes, they do. I feel like I always see people complain. Not the game. About it. Not the game. They don't want to watch the game, even though it's the highest rated All Star game there is. But um, the the game is it's just not a football game, and so that's right. why, and it can't be, and and you wouldn't want it to be if your guy gets hurt and all that. But um, it matters. Like it, it definitely matters when you start looking at the end of the career and all that. Like what what is yeah. it? He's a three time Pro Bowl or whatever. I'm just saying, Tony Pollard. My prediction is he will get in as a return specialist. And he'll get more carries than anybody in the game, because that's okay. what happens. They'll play him at running back. He'll play. I think he's going to get in as a return specialist. Okay. I don't. I don't feel particularly strongly about this, but all right. Take your word <laughs> for right. it. No more Pro Bowl talk. I'm done. <laughs> no. I, I mean, no. I think I just. I wish we could. I wish we could revamp the way we do the Pro Bowl voting. Like everything about it. You know. What would you do? Like. Uh, change it so that it fits the modern game like it we're still arguing about like well is this guy a linebacker or a defensive end like well he, right it just all pass. that type of crap they uh, should call them pass rushers and and the the voting formula i don't like yeah i saw somebody complaining about this the other day like and and i get it like we have a job to do we're trying to promote our guys but teams are out here like retweet this for votes to the pro bowl and it's like okay so if so and so gets ten thousand retweets, he's gonna beat a guy who's clearly having a better season than him. Because I just I don't I don't like the way. We, and and to your point, like it's easy to say, oh, this is this is trivial. Who cares? It's a BS. It's a BS game, and everybody gets into it anyway. But like these are the things you look at when it's time to decide if a guy goes to the yeah. Hall of Fame. And so I think it should reflect that. I think I we too. I think it should be taken a lot more seriously than what, it is. What I would do, honestly, I would I would let the the players and the coaches. Vote for the guys that make the team, um, and then I would leave probably eight spots open, something like that, and let the fans vote. You know, because then the fans are going to be like the snubs and all that. This is who the fans want to see in the game. So okay, well these these twelve fifteen people didn't make it. The you can vote for the last eight, and the and, the, and they'll figure out how it works position wise. Because it is a fans game, they want to see who they want to be in there. But at the same time, it shouldn't be like you said. It shouldn't be rigged because. I mean, Tyler Biotis was leading the fan vote in centers. Yeah, come on. Well, and we've seen but he's played better lately, though. You got to say about <laughs> we him. did this he last week. Played better. I felt bad. No, like Tyler. Tyler has improved, although some of the issues. I feel like anytime, which totally makes sense, but like anytime they go against like a really badass nose tackle, I feel like I notice Dak reaching for snaps and trying to find right. snaps and stuff like that. But well, I mean, he's a young guy. You know, I mean. They did score against the Saints. Let's let's throw that out there. It's not like they got shut out by the Saints. Oh, we're talking. Oh, the Bucks. I'm yeah. just saying that that win was considered an ugly win on the road. Whatever. It looks better now than that's, it did. Just what I'm saying you, you you can't complain. I didn't. So I did my whole spiel yesterday. Sean Payton resigned yet? Or he did not. They just be like, we don't need you. The freaking Cardinals <laughs> lost to the Lions. Like the team that has been the Say hottest it, in the league. Strange lady. Strange. NFL strange. strange lady. Strange lady, Dave. How does he know it's lady? Yeah, just ships are ladies. I don't know. That's <laughs> just a thing, you know. Big Sheila. All right. <laughs> Jordan that was Lewis. The, the boat. 
Jordan Lewis Jordan said he Lewis. would name his boat Big Sheila. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't hear that. I was kind of confused. Okay. Yeah. And and the thing about it is, he, nobody in his family. No hesitation. No hesitation. It was just like Big Sheila. <laughs> I, I love that. And nobody in his family is named Sheila. No mom. Nothing like that. Speaking of unsung heroes, Jordan Lewis isn't going to make the Pro Bowl, but having a career year. Three career high in picks made that play. Again, guys are making plays on on balls that we haven't seen. Like it sounds dumb, but I I don't trust past Dallas secondaries to track a popped up pass and and bring it in like that. He said, I don't know if you heard the interview about Trayvon Diggs. Uh huh. And and I asked him about Trayvon after the game, and you know he was just like this. It's record setting. It's unbelievable what is what's happening. But he said, I told him last year you were doing the same thing last year. You were just dropping them. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you you had your hands on the ball all the time. You just didn't catch it all the time. Ah, uh, J. Lou, underrated, just as a personality, as a player. Glad to see he's, he's awesome. having some. Success. Still can't believe they overturned that call. I that just I thought for sure that was going to be an incomplete pass. The interception by Diggs. Oh yeah, same. I mean, I wanted it to be a pick because no. I'm like, 10 picks, this will be great. This is the last thing we need for this I, game. Like, I said it on Twitter during the game. I was like, I do not trust the league to have the consistency to give this back to them when they ruled it incomplete on the field. Yeah. And, but I'm glad they did. I just didn't. I did not believe I it was I did not happen. think that was going to be a catch. Let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, I want to know if anybody, anyone on the offense has exceeded your expectations so far. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Chris, I need some Christmas music here. Oh, any? All right. This is a little different tune, though, because I was going to go with the Rudolph. But all right. Want Rowdy to deliver your presents. Now is your chance. Rowdy's holiday deliveries are available. Spread the joy in a holiday dance. You can surprise someone with the delivery of your favorite mascot. Book your holiday delivery today. Dallas Cowboys website. DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy. Wow. <laughs> Is it, it's not a coincidence that you waited until Derek wasn't on no, the show. Uh, no. I, it was just, it felt right. Okay. It was the Rowdy read. I mean, it was there. It there we go. felt right. I don't know if it sounded right, but I respect the effort that you put into it. Yeah. A for effort. That's all I need. That's all we need. I mean, get trophies in this world for effort, right? So These days we do, depending so, yeah. on who you talk to. <laughs> is it because my throat's a little raspy? Is that why the singing wasn't good? Yeah. I probably should have waited for a different time. It's yeah. just 
didn't really. I'm not good. I'm not a good singer. It just didn't match the the beat. No, it didn't it match didn't. the song. It's okay. Mm. If we ever have we'll a you know, you know, show. No, that, that's that not it. But, you know, ironically, I didn't think he had that music because I was going to do that. I was going to say Rowdy, the Cowboys mascot. Oh, I was going through it. Go. And so it, it threw me off a little bit. I'm sorry. You want to do it again? No, like no. <laughs> Next, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. All right, guys. So on offense, is, is there any player that has exceeded your expectations on the offensive side of the ball. Tony Pollard. If there is an answer, that's it. Besides it, him, nobody else. If there's exceeded, no. That, that's our fault, though, too. That's our fault for, for putting Dak up there. But, I mean, that's that's what we – that's the, our expectations. Yeah. So – See, I don't – no. But that's our expectations. You know, I but, have one. But, da- but Dak was meeting the expectations up until about Thanksgiving. Like da- – like we didn't make this up. Dak was playing at an MVP level. That was happening. That was a real thing that happened for half the season, and so he was exceeding my expectations, honestly. And Probably it just a great one. What's that? Terrence Steele. To me, he definitely exceeded. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. No, that's yeah. fair. That's totally fair because the expectation was basically that he was awful. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, Last I'm not week. trying to be a jerk. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, we go never... back and listen to the shows from mm-hmm. week two. Was it week two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Lyle got suspended, everybody was just Uh-oh. like, "Oh my God, Joey Bosa, don't kill our quarterback!" Like, and and that hasn't been the case. He's he's been solid. I mean, to That's the point fair. where we're wondering who the better option is at yeah. right tackle. Yeah, I mean, with Lyle, and that a lot of that's on Lyle for not maybe playing as well as we thought he would, but. I mean, but, but yeah, Terrence Steele is great. Terrence Steele is the best one. I saw some some people have college. mentioned some people have mentioned Biotish, and I'm not trying to dog the guy. I think he's gotten better as the season has gone. He's been fine, but going back to me and Nick harping on the same thing, when you don't bring in competition for the job, that raises my expectations. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think he's met the expectation of like we're good here. We don't need to do anything right. about center. So um, I had stealing, stealing Pollard. Yeah, and I mean, and Cedric Wilson has played better than I thought he would. Um, now he hasn't last few weeks. He's been injured, then COVID, and then off the COVID list, and hasn't practiced a lot. But the versatility that he brings is. But, but also, you, I mean, that's something that you have seen from him in the past. That yeah, you, you're like, okay, yeah, this guy. But he has, has something in him. he has done it over a larger sample size. Yes. Like honestly. Yeah. 99% of what Cedric Wilson had done coming into this season was his one great game against Seattle last year. Like, that was almost all of it in terms of offense. And this year he's done it reliably. I mean, they didn't miss a beat without Gallup for mo- most of the first half of the season. His biggest play of the game came without – or of the season came without Dak. I'm not sure they beat Minnesota without him going the distance. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah. He that's – okay. That's three – are we, is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? All right, defense. Everyone. Oh, yeah. All of them. Well, here's a question. With uh, the exception of maybe... No. <laughs> Everyone has exceeded my expectations. Even Tank has come in and played better than I thought he would in those three games. I mean, he, I mean he's been very, very, very active. For I say this all the time. Like, we spent half the season, like, when they get these guys back, when they get these guys back. And I had all the confidence in the world that One they guy. would. What's that? One guy. What? One guy has not exceeded your expectations. Who? Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm. That's. Yeah. I don't know how high my expectations were for him in the first place, though. Better than being, like, sixth on the team in tackles. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I thought so, too. And I guess I think I was probably probably more excited for Keanu than what he's shown, although he maybe played his best game of the season against the Giants. Before we end the show, would you rather have the defense that you're having right now or... Don't the do this. Don't that do you this. Had Stop at the it. Stop it. No, I won't. You can't make me. Wow. Do, say it. Which one? You have to pick one. If I have, <laughs> if I have to, if I have to pick one, and you got, I think you guys know how much this will pain me because yeah. of who I am as a person. But like, you need that type of defense to win in the playoffs. You do. You got. I mean, a pass. Again, the New York Giants, mediocre ass team. It bothers me on it. I don't it bothers me to this day, and not even as a Cowboys fan. 
it bothers me to this day that that mediocre ass team beat the Patriots. Like I believe in I believe in history. I wanted yeah. to see an undefeated team. I don't care if you don't like the Pats. I can't believe that a nine and seven bum ass team won the Super Bowl over the best football team that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what happens when you've got a killer pass rush and you make the right plays in the playoffs. Yeah. You can go into Lambeau Field and win. You can go wherever the hell you gotta go. Defense travels, and yes. so. If I gotta have one, I'll I'll roll with that. Which I hate that I'm saying that out loud. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Defense travels. I mean, it does. I mean, Tampa Bay, same thing. Tampa Bay kind of, you know, they didn't sneak into the playoffs, but they were a wild card team. But you know, you can say Brady and Gronk and all those teams, but the defense is what carried them. The defense shut down Mahomes at the end of the year and and in the Super Bowl, Kelsey and you know. That's- yeah, I'd say defense. If it's gonna, be, you have to do something great, and I think this defense can be great. I don't think there's more than a couple offensive lines in this entire league that can put up with what they're bringing at the quarterback every snap. Like mm-hmm. a fully healthy Green Bay, maybe, but they're not fully healthy. By the way, um, Tampa Bay's line is pretty sick. God, that would that would be fun to see that game again. Now that. The Cowboys' defense is kind. Of, I mean, because that was Week One. Yeah, you know, Michael um, wasn't even close to what he's doing now. That would be fun. I'm sure there are some others if I thought hard enough. But I, I mean, mean, San Francisco could be a challenge. Sure, their defense. I mean, their offensive line is really good. That's one game. I think if you're a Cowboy fan, you kind of. Mm, they're be. also and they run the ball so well. They, yeah. can, I mean, they can take your take the pass rush element out of it if you give them a chance. Are they currently being rated uh, against other teams as far as like defenses around the league? Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Ooh, all right. I don't know. Put me on the spot. Hang on, I can do this. We can go over whatever. Is anybody even behind us? Nick, Nick shots. Wow, oh, oh, they can wait. He's not out there with his pad <laughs> just yet. Oh no, I I'm not logged in to Football Outsiders right uh, now. I mean, it, there's different stats for the for the defense. I mean, but I I think that they, I think that they're like in the teens, maybe ten, twelve. But th- but that's that goes on yards. I mean, and right now they're trending but up. But turnovers, so. they're first in turnovers, right? Definitely in interceptions, they are. They're definitely um, so. I they're top three in the league for sure. So, you Ooh. know, yes. I'm sorry to be. N- they're they're third in the league in defensive DVOA, which again, that? it's it's <laughs> defensive efficiency. Like it's it's okay. just how successful you are on a per snap basis, how much you affect the other team's offense. It's good. Just take my word for it. It's good. So who are the other two? Uh, they're behind New England and Buffalo right now. Won't see wow. them until. They, I mean, I'm telling like that's so I'm like I, I hate that I'm saying it. They're just if they keep this up, which again, I, I actually although I, I said this yesterday too, is like, okay, this is happening against Mike Glennon and Taysom Hill. But they picked off Brady three times. They've done they did this to Justin Herbert. They held Mahomes to 19 right. points mm-hmm. and forced to fumble. Like, they've done this to some good quarterbacks as well. I'm not trying to delegitimize it. And that's before they had the guys that they yeah. currently have in there together. That's right. Like, yeah, so, Gregory wasn't playing against the yeah. Chiefs, D-Law. Get into the tournament with a defense like that, and, like, you know, nobody ain't nobody going to be mad if you win a game scoring 24 points against Tampa right. or Green Bay. You're making you know? me a believer. That's what we're here for, baby. <laughs> We're bringing we're we're here to reel you no, back I, I in. I believe in the defense. It's just you know the the offense but, has hey, had me on an edge. The recently, offense, but the offense has three more weeks to work it out, and then another week to game plan for whoever they got. Hey, maybe they'll even get the bye. Who knows? It's all out in front yeah. of them. So many AG. possibilities. Jeez. This, this so <laughs> much rhythm, so much <laughs> totally activities. Totally different vibe than yesterday. So it's like I won again, twenty-one-six. What's wrong with the team? Oh my That's God. the way this goes. You sit, you digest it, and then you look around and you're like, man, there's really not a great team in the league this year. Right. And then you start to think and you're like, okay, well, here's another opportunity. For the last month, I'm just like, here's another opportunity for the offense to get it you, right. I and mean, it's, nothing you know, has changed. You know why I complain so much? Is It's like one of those things that you're so close to it and then you know what you have. But you're not seeing it reflected on the field. And, like, that, that's my thing. And I get it. Obviously, you want to win games, and I'm all for it, of course. But if we got to sit here and talk about the team and 
analyze it and criticize it or whatever, that's one of those things that I'm like, we see the, the, the amazing talent that they do have. Why is it not translating onto the field? And what happened since Dak got back from the injury? What's going on and all that? So that's why I get moody when it comes to that. But yes, of course, well, I want them to win games no matter how or what. So anyways. Just when you think about like the, the loss to Denver or the Raiders, you know, just how bad that was, especially the one to Denver because it caught everyone by surprise. I mean, what do you think is going on in Arizona? Like, Oh, I guarantee. Because Denver was average, and then they played great and dominated you. But but go to Detroit and just get yeah and curb stomped like that to start ten and one and be ten and three back to back losses. One of them to the worst record in the league. Yeah, I that's what. And okay, Tampa just got shut out at home by a mediocre Saints team, and also lost like they lost Godwin for the year. Fournette's banged up. Mike Evans is banged up. Like, but I'll say this. The 95 Cowboys went 12 and 4. They lost two games to the 4 and 12 Redskins. Two games. And when the Saints went 13 and 0 to start the year, they, they lost to Dallas. And, and then they lost to the Bucks at home, which was bad. I remember being a 20 year old Saints fan. They started, it, it was very, I said this on the radio today, it was very similar to what's happening in Dallas right now. A little bit because it, it was different because 13 wins is like incredible. Yeah. But they lost to the Cowboys. Then they lost to a bad Bucks team. Then they sat everybody because they didn't have anything to play for and lost that game too. So you go thirteen and zero to thirteen and three, and you thought the—I mean, you would have thought the city was on fire. Everybody was just like, "Was this all for nothing? Like yeah. we, we suck. We're not going to win a game in the playoffs." And then they took the week off and won the Super Bowl. So yeah. and that, right. you never right. know. Well, we got to go. I already saw Mickey, and I am not Derek Eagleton, so uh, I I don't have that kind of power to stay here for much longer. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. For Nick Eamon, David Hellman, and Member Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?